Welcome to Conspiracies and Beyond for Episode 5. We had to call an audible tonight. Take uh, Rob out of the bullpen. Jedi could make tonight's episode. Rob, you want to say hi to Morks out there? Who's, who's Rob? I'm Seamus Ignoramus, obviously. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who you're talking about. Hey, everyone. I'm excited. I, uh, I, I don't believe in a lot of conspiracies, but I have an open mind, and I'm pretty high right now. Right, Rob is kind of a skeptic, and Jedi and I believe in all this stuff. Not sure about flat Earth, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do want to speak to that gentleman. I have, a, I just have a couple of questions. Like at the end of the day, if he's refuting that the Earth is round based on no evidence, and choosing to believe that the Earth is flat based on no evidence, then at the end of the day, he's making a choice. He's choosing a theory that he invented over a theory that has been proven by science and endless, countless documented, accredited sources. In either way, you really can't stand on any firm leg and say one is right or one is wrong. He's choosing something flimsy over something solid. Right. And Rob, we have talked about that. The the one thing that we can't get by is three people in a neighborhood can't keep a secret, but all these thousands of astronauts keep the secret. That's what I'm saying. You you can't you can't have three people in on anything longer than about a week. And you're telling me that space has been under wraps since basically <laughs> the fifties. It's just it's the the best kept secret ever that there's no space and we're just here on a plate, essentially. Right. So, all right. We're, tonight, we're going to talk about the Madden curse. Do you guys know about that? I've heard of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. There are a lot of athletes that have either gotten seriously hurt or have fallen out of relevance and, and into obscurity shortly thereafter uh, being featured on the cover. Right. So, Madden NFL is by far the biggest sports video game. Madden NFL, known as John Madden Football until 1993, is an American football game series developed by EA Sports. It's named after Pro Football Hall of Famer John Madden and has sold more than 250 million copies. It is also the only officially licensed NFL video game series and has influenced many players and coaches of the physical sport. Among the series' features are detailed playbooks and player statistics and voice commentary in the style of a real-life NFL broadcast. As of 2013, the franchise has generated over $4 billion. So I say we get right to the edibles kicking in. Yeah, see, it's, <laughs> there was a warning. I think, I think you got to put that in the title of the show. <laughs> edibles taken may go off track. Right. So let's get to the, the conspiracies and beyond. All right, so let's get to the curse here. In 1999, Garrison Hurst was the first person featured on Madden NFL cover. He broke his ankle in the first play from scrimmage in the playoffs 
and he missed the next two seasons, and he was never the same. Remember him, Rob? Garrison Hurst? Yeah, Garrison Hurst, it does ring a bell. He was uh, a running back. Yes. I mean, he's he, he's somebody who really didn't become anything significant beyond that one year. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, he was well, kind of a one-hit wonder. I think the couple years before, he had a couple good seasons. I remember he had like a 98-yard walk-off touchdown run for the Niners in the okay. playoff game. And then they're like, 98 will be our year, and then that just happened. Yeah, I mean, he he. when I think of Garrison Hurst, he, I'm putting him in the same category as like Peyton Hillis. Like you think of two guys that were supposed to be like the next big thing, obviously or they wouldn't have been on the cover, and it it just completely fell apart. I mean, we'll get to, to Peyton Hillis in a bit, but I mean, Garrison Hurst, you, you could ask 100 NFL uh, fans who Garrison Hurst was. No one would know. Right. And we're going to post this on social media. We have a picture of all the covers of Madden over the last 20 so uh, some odd years. Um, so, yeah, so we go to the year 2000. And, Rob, would you agree with me, Barry Sanders, the greatest running back of our time? Without a question. If, if Barry played another, not even, five years, ten, you know, certainly ten more years, there'd be no way you'd catch any of his records. Not right. Any. Emmett Smith just has a lot of the records because of his longevity. Yeah. But Barry Sanders was, like we said, the greatest back of our time. And he retired right after the release of Madden 2000. Mm. So what they ended up doing is midway through a season, they re-released it with Dorsey Levin's Packers running back on the cover. Uh, this is kind of like a sketchy, uh, I don't know if this is such a curse, but they missed the playoffs after two straight Super Bowl appearances oh, and he had knee issues. That sounds cyclical to me. I mean, yeah. usually you're good and then you're bad. Then you're right. mediocre and then you're good. It takes 10 years. Yeah, especially running backs. They come and go so quick. Yeah. You'll do, I don't really do fancy football, but I know you'll have like a number one pick a bunch of years, LaDainian Tomlinson. Then a couple of years later, he's like the seventh round. You're like, what just happened in the last it's couple amazing. of years? Yeah. I mean, the, the relevancy and the durability of a running back in the NFL is like, you know, you blink and it's over. Right. Uh, sorry. So let's go to 01. Eddie George. He won. I'm still, I was still kind of irked that he beat you know, Terry Glenn for rookie of the year. <laughs> Eddie George won Rookie of the Year in 1996, and he was one of the best running backs in the league. And he had an okay season, but he had a bobble in the playoffs that resulted in a pick six by the Ravens, and they ended up losing that game. Let's just just uh, stick with Eddie George for a minute. He was a Buckeye, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Eddie George is one of these guys, and we see it all the time in college football. You, you see somebody who absolutely dominates, and, and there's a great storyline behind him. You saw him reached down deep, and I think he was the only really good player on that whole Buckeyes squad, and he beat single-handedly the, the, the favorite in that game. Todd, help me out. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. So, so he's a, he's a no. premier athlete. You know, he shows up. He's supposed to be something uh, amazing, uh, and he just kind of fizzles. And I, I think they, they got to him early. I think, I think Madden's been getting to guys. We'll, 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 we'll get to um, Vince Young. <laughs> he was a rookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Eddie George, they they'd always talk about him. He was like in the best shape, that guy. But uh, all right, let's go to let's go to O two because this one's kind of interesting because of the the surroundings he had. All right, so so Dante Culpepper, you know, he's, he obviously we remember that that Moss and Carter team. That was that was a sick team. I feel like you get most adequate quarterbacks would have had great great season. They ended up being pretty mediocre. They finished with a losing record. Four and seven, then Culpepper ends up with a significant knee injury that basically 
derails his career. Right, and those teams were stacked. I mean, even I think Dante Culpepper was probably one of the the start of the running black quarterbacks. You know, it's I'm glad you you called him one of the black quarterbacks because we need to we need to really uh, make this a racial show. Todd, <laughs> come on, you know we're, we're trying to be uh, forward thinking, and and you're making everything race. Uh, he was the first one of the first mobile quarterbacks, we'll say, and part of this new scheme of uh, basically having a, a, a second or sometimes a, a third back, uh, you know, uh, in, in the form of a quarterback. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, one of the pioneers of, uh, of this new game that we're seeing kind of break out with guys like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah. sure, yeah. All right, so let's go to 03. Marshall Falk is definitely one of my favorite football players of all time. Not He was a double Beast. threat. He was running. He would catch out of the backfield. The guy was unbelievable. I know he had a bunch of 2,000-yard years receiving and running combined. I mean, if you were a fancy football, he was going to be – you had to have him. He was the number one pick every year for probably five or six years. Yeah, Marshall uh, Falk just owned football in that time period. But I think in this case, they really kind of got to him when he was just at the end of his career, wasn't he? I mean, he, he, he'd already done well, – what season was he in when, when Madden showed up? On so his I would say he was – he was drafted by the Colts in like uh, maybe the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the NFL running backs don't don't have a long no. They, they, they already ten years, done eight, eight years. Right, right, right. So Marshall Falk, I think, had a good five year stretch. Yeah. So they said he rushed for under a thousand yards for the first time in his career, and he ended up retiring. So you're probably right. He probably was ten years into his career. Rob, what do you think about the guy in '04? Yeah, Mike Vick, uh, I mean, I, I don't think there's a, another player on this list that kind of got down as bad as Mike Vick. I mean, he gets on the Madden cover. Next thing you know, he's, he's, he's being indicted on dog murder. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's not good. Broke his fibula. I, I didn't know he broke his fibula. I don't remember being that significant. He, he, he broke his leg bad. Yeah, because he missed 11 games that year. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, Mike, uh, Mike Vick. He came back though, and recently, and showed that he still had wheels and he could still contribute. So, tremendous athlete. Yeah, he was he was the first for me back at Virginia Tech when he played for the uh, Falcons. He was so fast, and he had such an he could throw the ball seventy yards. It's kind of it's kind of like a Lamar Jackson type thing back then. But so so with each one of these, now we've covered five or, or, or six or no, five guys. We're not asking the question like. When does it cross over into being a hoax or a conspiracy, or when is it just athletes just being athletes? Right. So you have basically the strongest men in the world crashing into you full speed. So that's definitely it's going to take its toll. But I guess you just have to look. Is it the biggest thing that's ever happened bad in their career? And if you do a combination of if they're yeah. old or young, right? I, mean, I, I think if this were baseball, it would stand out more in my mind. That it would be odd that players are falling into obscurity in football, you, you've probably got two or three years of good, relevant, top-of-your-game type of, uh, of gameplay. Right. And the thing about this conspiracy, even though it is a little bit odd, you could find anything in any player and be, oh, my God, this, this game, he had three interceptions. The curse is happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you can find a curse in just about everybody's career who doesn't turn out to be like an MVP. You know, right. and some of these guys definitely were down bad. Mike Vick probably the worst of all of them. Uh, and it's obviously self-inflicted, but I mean to go from the top of the world to where I mean Mike Vick was the future of football to to basically being a convicted felon. Right. 
Yeah, and then later on in this list, I saw Patrick Mahomes was on it, but he won the Super Bowl and an MVP, but they found like a curse to throw in there like he tweaked his back or something. So yeah, no, nah, you can't throw hangnails in there. Right. At they're some all, point, there, there needs to be a cutoff. 05 is kind of, would kind of be a hangnail with Ray Lewis. He had a great year. He, he did break his wrists. They didn't make the playoffs, and for the first time in his career, he didn't have an interception, but... That same thing is going to happen to half the people in the league. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, going to have an injury during weak. the year. That's a weak one. And if anything, Ray Lewis made out like a bandit because he didn't go to jail for murdering somebody. Right. <laughs> which was kind of cool. So if anything, you know, Madden may have been a really helpful good luck charm. Right. And I remember when they won the Super Bowl against the, was it the Giants in the early 2000s? They... The, yeah, he won the MVP, but they couldn't do the whole, like, where are you going? Are you going to Disneyland? They purposely, like, they couldn't get that on because everything going on. I always thought that was kind of funny. I'm not going to Disneyland, but I'm also not going to prison. <laughs> so what do you think about the guy in 06? 06, Donovan McNabb. You, you know, it, it does strike me as you're going through each one of these. We can poke holes in each one of these, but the fact that it is so consistent, Todd, it's every single year you, you have somebody who it's like full stop. You know, it's not even like they're going to have a halfway decent career or, or like, you know, it's not even like mediocrity. It's death. Right. And, and looking at this list, I mean, I can only see one guy in this entire list. We'll get to him in uh, 15 that like really like, oh, actually, we, we Drew Brees is on the list too. We'll get to him. Obviously, he had a great career. But yeah, mo you're right. Most of them, it's just the end. You're done. It is weird, very, very strange. It's it's at least career derailing each each one of these subsequent years. But Donovan McNabb, I mean, he, he he got a hernia, he missed seven games, and he really never recovered. I mean, he never was that same dominant quarterback that they envisioned when they put him on the cover. Right. He was every year you could count on him for a bunch of touchdowns and yards, and he was a great scrambler. But right after the men cover, uh, all this happened. Yeah, I mean, he, he then uh, went on to throw up in the Super Bowl. I think that was the next highlight of his life. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And one of the things we're not mentioning, yeah, I think that's what people like about John Madden. They would be talking a play, and the next thing, he'd be eating something, and he's talking about the turkey leg he's eating, and he's doing diagrams and drawing beards on uh, yeah. Troy Aikman standing on the sideline. Yeah, he, he, he figured out to just be real and, uh, and just be himself on, uh, on camera. And I were seeing more people pretending to be real on camera, but uh, <laughs> okay. John, John was uh, John was entertaining for a while. So let's go to 2007. Sean Alexander just came off that MVP season. I don't know how many touchdowns he had, Rob, but I know he had a ton. Yeah, Sean Alexander is another one. I mean, it, it, he really just kind of. What did Sean Alexander do after that first year? Yeah, he had a few good years. He was the type of guy they'd throw in when they're inside the five, and he'd get. 20 touchdowns or more. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, right after he was released on the cover of Madden, he had a fractured foot and he missed six games. I mean, six games. There's only 16 games in the NFL season. Yeah, that seems to be a pretty combo. I mean, Sean Alexander, he, he never really breaks out, does he? I mean, he, he kind of becomes like what would be a good comparison to Marion Butts. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like Mohamed Sanu. Like yeah. He's just, he's not somebody you put on the cover of, of a video game. Yeah, so let's go to 08. This is one of the biggest ones to me. LaDainian Tomlinson was offered to be in the cover for 200 grand, which seems kind of low with nowadays what people yeah. make. Goes to show it wasn't even that long ago. And no, yeah. And now so the scale is off the charts. 
he talked about it with his agent and stuff, and he decided I'm not going on the cover. It, I don't want to risk this curse. Right. So they end up going with Vince Young, who was a rookie. He was getting in fights with teammates. He was on suicide watch. He had an injured quad. And he actually went on Jimmy Kimmel before the season and said, I'm not afraid of any curse. Unreal. And Vince Young, he might have had a good year or two, but his career completely fizzled out. He ended up being a backup. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, like, in, in 08, they were talking about it. Like, at that, at that point, they were like, wait a minute. What is going on? Like, none of these players are thriving. It's right. scary. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, LaDainian Thomas maybe didn't need 200 grand, but, you know, you, you, you're a little kid playing video games. You, you dream about being a pro athlete and being on the cover of a game. Obviously, it was a real enough thing in 08 that he was like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm not. Uh, yeah, Vince Young was a great uh, college quarterback for Texas. That game he beat USC. So, all right, let's go to 09. This, 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 is, is, this is riveting. We're just gonna yeah, keep, this we're, is actually my, my worst <laughs> athlete of all time. I cannot stand him. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, tell me why Brett Favre is a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. I never really liked him. I thought he was kind of prima donna. I'm obviously a Patriots fan. I didn't like that Super Bowl, yeah. but I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know why. He just always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, he's, um, He's a polarizing figure, I guess. Uh, he's somebody who liked to enjoy a strong cocktail and a lot of pills before a game. So he was a functioning alcoholic and drug addict while he was playing. He's pretty open about that. Speaking of uh, like the cocktail, I was listening to a podcast the other day. It said uh, Wade Boggs drank 63 beers on a flight to Boston to L.A. or something back in the day when they were playing. And people were talking about the story like, you wouldn't believe this guy. He'll He'll go in the dugout like in between innings and have like eight beers. They said no one can drink like Wade Boggs. I never would have imagined that because Wade Boggs, he was one of these guys that was like regimented. Like every day was exactly the same. He got out of bed the exact same way. Everything was superstitious. He always had chicken before the game. Like he had every single minute of the day planned out. When, he's a, when he was at bat, he'd make a, uh, a Jewish like a letter or something and some sort of a symbol in the dirt everything like he, he was just yes just doesn't seem yes. like he's loose right yeah he'd make the same thing he was uh he was a great lefty that could hit to the opposite field he's my favorite player yeah. oh I really kid, i was oh yeah i was i used to I play third base and pretend to be wade boggs i wish that was lefty i mean i i loved wade boggs i was a big fan I mean, they don't make hitters like that nobody's really interested in seeing guys that can bat 350 with 12 home runs but the thing is, Wade Boggs had power if he needed to, but that's just not oh, how he yeah. played. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the stories about him in batting practice are legendary. Right. Like, right. if he wanted to hit it 450, you know, to right or to left or anywhere he wanted to spray the ball, he could just do that. Yeah, he, right. he had a ton of power. But yeah, he, he, was, he just had full command of the strike zone. He was somebody who would take two strikes just right. to make you pitch because he didn't, he wasn't afraid. He could fight you off on two strikes, load a count, and, and, and gear up and have a 15-pitch at bat and take you opposite field. Right. He would always take the first pitch. It was just automatic. Yeah. And that was a – he came out in 83, so I'm just thinking that was a great year for hitters. It was Cal Ripken Jr., Wade Boggs, Tony yep. Gwynn, Ryan oh, Sandberg. Best hitters. Yeah. We was, had the best hitters in the 80s, man. Even the – you know, every team just sort of – they had a solid, fundamental uh, – on base capabilities, right? right. They just they worked the count. Yeah, they, they 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 really tried to get into the bullpen, and now you know it's totally different. You got you teams that are just a bullpen. You know, you're not getting into shit. You know, so you got guys swinging away because 
the next guy coming up is just as dangerous. So it's a different philosophy now. And I, I grew up a Yankee fan. Don't ask me how. I'm Boston everything, but I'm a Yankee fan. And I used to hate Wade Boggs. I was... Now that uh-huh. I don't know if I mean too many people are aware. Whoever's <laughs> listening to the show, that that's like not a thing. There's no such thing as there are no Patriots fans that are Yankees fans. Like Todd right. is all right. by he's on an island by himself. Don right. Mattingly, well, Larry Bird is my greatest athlete of all time. Don Mattingly is right there, and it's it's kind of funny. Back then, Don Mattingly was such a superstar, and he not doesn't even have close to Hall of Fame numbers, which is hmm. so weird. He was he was amazing. Yeah, again, another uh, one of those prototypical hitters from the 80s. Just a good, strong, get-on-base, work-the-count type of hitter. And I enjoyed that. I liked Larry Walker was the same kind of guy, Tony Gwynn. Yeah. You don't see guys that are really chasing Ted Williams' record. Hey, how about this, just to derail the show? Did you know that Ted Williams' 406 record is not number one overall? Oh, yeah, because you're talking back, way the hell back. Yes. When people had, so- like... Yeah, like anyone, like yeah, Honus Wagner, whoever yeah. those guys, <laughs> guys that were on cigar boxes. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's, right. it's 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 no, it's foolish. No, those records are silly. But I think the the real record is this guy named Hugh Duffy from Fordham. They called him the Fordham Flash. He was he was the star of Fordham baseball, and he went off to play like I don't know for the Yankees or some some team, and he he had like a five something batting average, and they and they count that. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Like like that is. That is counted. That's a that's a that's a real record. That's in the Hall of Fame. You could never attain that. You can't even break four hundred now. But number one will always be some guy from nineteen oh four. Right. So they were getting pitched to probably underhand, and they have the all time yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. He was the one guy who wasn't unathletic on the team, and uh, he, he had an absurd batting average. Right, and it's the same thing with Cy Young. He had what five hundred and one or five hundred and ten wins. You couldn't get that now if you pitched every single game and won. And he also had over five hundred losses. It's just not something that you can stack apples to apples against. There needs to be some sort of a subcategory for these records because you'll never you'll never even strive for number one. All right, so. Did we talk about Brett Favre's dick pics? Yeah, you were going to talk about his cock, and I, <laughs> I got you off of it, and I didn't mean to. So go right into his... Well, I think right that was Jen the... Sturgeon, if I think I remember her name correctly. So we're not going to talk about his dick. No, that's all I'm going to say about okay. his dick. Uh, I had all these notes about his dick, <laughs> and I'm just going to put them all... That's fine. No, we don't... We'll have a different show for that, but I think there's a lot there. All right, go ahead. So 2011 was the Drew Brees curse. <laughs> so okay. they went to the playoffs that year. He had a little bit of an off year, but I, I do remember the year because the Seahawks was seven and nine and they somehow got into the playoffs. Right. And I remember, remember New Orleans had to play in Seattle, even though yeah. the, the division winner get beats the wild card for the home field. And the Seahawks ended up beating him. Yeah, it just it just wasn't in the car. Now, now Drew had already won uh, a Super Bowl a year or two before, right? Or did that happen subsequent? It was right around there. I know the the Colts game. Yeah, Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's on par with Brady and Manning and the, and all the greats. He's won Super Bowls. Although I knew he was going to choke to Brady in the playoff game this year. <laughs> Yeah, if your name's not Eli Manning, apparently you're you're gonna choke. It's right. Brady, especially you, if your name's Matt. Did you know. see a thing the other day on the news about Manning sent a tweet or something? Peyton no. saying, "If my mother wasn't born, 
Brady would have 11, 11 rings. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's his kryptonite. It's, it's, it's absolutely true. It's, I mean, you want to talk about hoaxes and conspiracies. Those two Super Bowls were acts of, I don't know if God hates the Patriots, but that was supernatural. So the Patriots losing the last game when the undefeated season, that, that stings you, the, one of the most things that's in the sports worst thing history. that's ever happened in sports history because we'll yeah. never ha- get that back. That was because it's not better than Don Shula's record, officially not the greatest season of all time. So history will lose it. They'll forget it eventually. It'll be on us to remind everybody that that was the best football team that's ever existed. Right. Yeah, they'll pick them the same as another team. Like, I think the Chiefs only lost one game this year. Right. It'll be like the same thing, and even though not, they lost at the end. It's 100% not. I mean, that, that team was unstoppable. I mean, you're talking, and, and forget about Brady and Moss. That connection was just if you want it, it's there whenever you want it. It doesn't matter if he's covered. It was nonsense. They had everything going on. They had a short game, they had the best defense, one of the best defenses ever. On, I mean, you could go on the 85 Bears, the 77 Steelers, on and on. That might be the best defense that ever walked the planet. And they're playing with Brady at his peak and, and Moss in his prime. Right. And I don't know if you remember, though, that year, something about the end of the year, the Patriots were just leaking oil. I remember they were favored like 20 points two games in a row. And I think one of them went to overtime against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And they had a close one against the Eagles. And just for some reason, like they were running out of a little bit of gas, but yeah, it def- that definitely stings. Anyone that around where we live, they will always say at the end of that game, you just kind of shut the TV off. If any parties were happening, people just left. <laughs> there was nothing. Just it was the, a shock. Just the clanking of glasses and the folding of chairs. Right. And then they, the news always loves to do Don Shula pups the champagne. Like they oh. used to love showing Miami. Because of the only undefeated team. You know, it's funny. I remember that year, uh, my friends and I, we, we threw a big bash. We had a, we had a catered, the whole thing. A uh, hundred people over the house are all watching the game on the big screen. And, and, and it, it happens. And it's what you described. It's totally silent. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to think. You just kind of leave. You let yourself out. And... Uh, there's just nothing to compare it to until later that year. I don't know if you ever watched The Sopranos, but The Sopranos finale was that year. We had the same party. We were going to create the same vibe. We wanted to recapture you know, what we lost that night with The Sopranos finale. And that was worse than the Super Bowl. <laughs> and we'll never get that back either. That show died, and then that team died. That was a bad year. I've never seen The Sopranos, but wasn't the last episode just kind of faded to black and you didn't it, know, you couldn't it believe was it was bad. the end? Yeah, it was unfortunate. And and then obviously Gandolfini dies a couple of years later. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. Gandolfini, down. he died. Wasn't he like in his early 50s? Yeah, I think what happened is he was on uh, the cover of Madden. <laughs> <laughs> and I... <laughs> and I think he ended up with a, a severe embolism and he died right. shortly there. And he rushed for like no yards. <laughs> All right. So this All is right. the most egregious one, I think, in 12. Because I just remember Peyton Hillis. He was such a beast. He was a fullback. He was running people over. That's the one I think. When I think of Madden Curse, I think of Peyton Hillis. Because of the fact that nothing happened in his career. Like, he, like nothing. He never became shit. 
Like he had some semblance that he was going to be great and everybody believed it. And he, he got on the Madden cover, which I thought was kind of over. I I, I thought that was a little bit much anyway, that he would be, you know, revered as somebody like he's always should be on the Madden cover. And then I, I think they were just throwing him to the wolves at that point. Like they knew the Madden cover was, was, was dangerous. And they were like, yeah, it's here. Take pay. Yeah. Um, the the media loves to do that with anything. If someone remember remember Jeremy Lin, he had like a few good games, and all of a sudden he got a huge contract. And it was with Lin Mania, a Lin, Lin Sanity. Sanity. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a thing. That was that was it was Lin Sanity culture. But we don't, we can't blame Madden for that, right? <laughs> so Peyton Hillis had a contract dispute. He only ran for five hundred and eighty-seven oh, yards. Me. Missed some games with strep throat and some other okay. injuries. He ended up leaving the team and basically leaving the NFL after that. Yeah, he was famous for getting strep throat and leaving. <laughs> like nothing happened. Like that's that's worse than any of the others. And just from a professional standpoint, because he he ran for like a few yards, didn't get hurt, just didn't matter, right? Ever again. All right. So, what do you think of Megatron in thirteen? Uh, yeah. So I I can't put it on Madden. I mean, that was just a silly decision to just leave football. I don't right, know. Mad, right. Madden broke his fingers, I guess. Right. He hurt his fingers after. Well, Madden didn't. Johnson did. Well, no, John Madden did by having a, a voodoo video game. <laughs> that's what we're talking about, right? Show. It's. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I, I. This is another one that seems kind of weak to me. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he only caught five TDs. I mean, that's obviously way low for Calvin Johnson. They finished four and twelve, but doesn't Detroit finish four and twelve every year? You, you know what? You're convincing me. It's it's maybe this one stands out that he only caught five touchdowns. That is that is a pretty low total for him. But he he obviously was the, the best wide receiver in the NFL when he was healthy, and he just decided to leave. You know what's weird is Matt Stafford. That guy did nothing over his whole career with this team. And then did you notice the trade? How much stock he had when he went to the Rams? Yeah, it's so funny, like how attractive a player seems when he's a free agent, no matter if he's a piece of shit or not. You, right, you I see thought, that? Yeah, yeah. I thought you would get more for Goff. It was the other way around. It, it didn't make any sense to me. I, I just think they look at Matt Stafford and you see that cannon of an arm and you think of what can happen with him. Right. And then you actually get Matt Stafford and you're like, oh, Matt Stafford. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I don't really expect anything out of the Rams this year, do you? I think that they'll they're they're well coached. You know, I think that they have a good system and they're always in it. It it really depends if that defense holds up. I mean, I, I'm 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 big on uh defense first, and I, I think Aaron Donald is a, a game wrecker. If you've mm-hmm. got him and, and they have that They've got that secondary. I know they've got a, a couple of linebackers that can get after the quarterback. I think as long as they've got that, they keep with that short run, kind of short run and pass scheme on offense, grinding out points. I think they're always going to be in it. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't see them as an elite team anymore. Right. All right. So in 2014, we have Adrian Peterson. Now I know we have a couple injuries, but was that think that's the year he used the uh, what do you use on his kids? What they call that? Oh, well, it's not his fault. Like the kids were misbehaving. So he did what most of us do when the kids are acting out. Was he made the kid go into the yard and get a stick. I think they call it a switch. A switch. Yeah. yeah. They got, he got a switch and, uh, he, you know, he just gave him a light whooping on his penis and balls. <laughs> and I think split his balls open and 
he had to go see a, a social worker about it. And, and, uh, and next thing you know, he's always, he's up on, on, uh, on, on child abuse charges. So <laughs> I don't know that Madden had anything to do with him being a fucking psychotic asshole. Yeah, right. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely not a good look. Right. So for the NFL season, he had, I don't even know if that was the right year, Rob, but we're just going to pretend it is. So yeah, they did to his kid, but he had a foot injury and they finished five, 10 and one. Minnie's always a team that underachieves for some reason. I, I got it. So, so it, this, this would be a qualifier here. I mean, Madden definitely hit his career in the head with a sledgehammer. Right. I mean, yeah. Adrian Peterson would, would go on to be everybody's favorite backup, um, you know, in, in, in a few years down the road after that. I mean, he just never kind of got back on top. Again. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to Richard Sherman, and this is another the one of the. What do you call him? Hangnails, Rob. Hangnails. What? What about what? What did you say about Richard Sherman's nails? Yeah, he basically had. I mean, he's money. He's one of the best cornerbacks, but he without a doubt was basically two words: Malcolm Butler, and he wasn't even in the game. That's one of the most famous memes and pictures of Richard Sherman's face next to Tom Brady's. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 what was it? He got on his knee or something, and he was he was acting like he was honoring Brady, or what? What was the move? No, I'm saying his face right when he realized. Right, that right, he right. But when when, when when he when they lost uh, to the Patriots, though, he he made some gesture. Oh, there. do you remember that? I he do remember that. I can't think of what it was. He was making it like like Brady was a king or something, but he was being kind of sarcastic, and Brady didn't know what to make of it, so he was kind of like this guy and walked right by him do you remember that it, yeah it didn't like acknowledge him or right five him or anything speaking of that i don't I don't even know if we've talked about this are you a brady fan now or no because i hate him now oh i i, I can't see i ever hated him for yeah. it but i mean it's i can understand being disappointed that he's not a part but i don't know what was going on in new england i mean i, I i'm i'm gonna be grateful that right. we've had this dynasty for as long as we've had Oh, that, exactly. I talked about it on a previous show that how brutal Boston sports media is. I was listening to sports radio last year and they said, oh, they get rid of Belichick. It's like, come on. This is never happening again. 20 years of any sport no. domination. I mean, the closest that you can come to it is maybe the Montreal Canadiens or you know, the New York Yankees. Uh, well, the, the, the Celtics there. The <laughs> Celtics of the fifties and sixties. Yeah. I mean, but, but nothing, nothing like this. This is just, they either won it all or should have won it all every single year for 20 years. Right. And I know it's, it's a miracle. They only got four in those prime years and then Brady got two kind of later with the Pats. Yeah. They could have won it every year. It was they unreal. really, yeah. I mean, there was really no reason why they couldn't win it every year. So I'm not going to be angry at Tom Brady really, but, I, I can see him. He's he's definitely being a little bit more outgoing, and that can be seen as obnoxious. I know. What would you do if Edelman if Edelman somehow ended up there? Would you? I'd go crazy. I, you know what they whatever they want to do. Again, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. I am. I, it's been a long as a Red Sox fan, and you know now finally enjoying success for the last since well since 2004 you know but but you be conditioned you're conditioned to lose for so like all those teams are such losers uh of of the uh the 80s and 90s in both uh baseball and football um to get this stretch uh out of brady and belichick i i i can't be anything but grateful right and i have to admit i used to hate when red sox fans would boo manny and 
those people after left Boston. I'm like, why aren't you grateful they brought you these championships after such a drought? But here I am saying I'm not a Brady fan anymore. I don't know. Just something. I just want to see him play. I hate the, all the off the field things and Giselle and all his diets. I'm not, I don't want to hear about that crap. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, I, that's the most obnoxious thing about him is the dieting. Right, it's like a two hundred dollar cookbook, right? The, the diet and the cookbook and the the stretching and the guy that lives w- under his bed and rubs him, stretches him. Uh, that that I think that guy that I'm talking about is his little personal assistant. I think he was, I think he was the wedge that was driven between him and Belichick. I think he's the reason why they stopped getting along because it started with like, okay, I don't know who this guy is, but he's not he's not going to be in the clubhouse or the locker room. He's not going to be in the He's not going to be in the film room. Like, he's not going to be a part of this team. He's not part of the team. And Brady's like, no, he, he lives in my ass. He goes everywhere. Right. And, and he was like, no, no, that's that's not going to happen. So they, they butted heads over that. But I think yeah. I think that guy, that was Alex Rod- Alex something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Guerrero? Guerrero. That's yeah. it. Yeah, his, his, his stretch guru. I think that that guy is the one to be mad at. Now, if you want to be mad at somebody, that's the guy. He, he's the Yoko of the Patriots. All right, so talked enough about Brady. Let's get to this. Actually, it skipped this year. I think the Odell Beckham 2016 curse. The they tried to dig up anything they could, but <laughs> he must have had a really good year if they can't find anything. Yeah, he. You know, Odell Beckham. He's really known for that one catch, isn't he? I mean, he had a good season. Yeah, he's another one of these superstars based on what he could be more than just what he's actually done on the stat sheet. And I think he's more like now with the Browns, he's kind of a, a role player. I don't know. I think his ego's kind of, you know, huge and, and he, he thinks he's the the star or should be the star, but he's definitely a, an average receiver. I don't know that you can blame Madden for that. I think he just was who he was. He didn't get hurt. Right. And they're the media darlings again this year. People love the Browns. Everyone's all over them already. They're trendy. Oh, did I just say he didn't get? Because he did. He got hurt, didn't? Wasn't he out? I think it was later, but I don't know if the Madden. Yeah. Take okay. That okay. Hurt. Okay. Yeah. I I knew it wasn't right away, but he didn't get hurt right away. He got hurt years later, I think, with the Browns. Yeah, I, the the Browns are the trendy team right now. Baker Mayfield's a likable guy, obviously. Right. So let's go to seventeen, and we know this one well, Gronk. I don't think I've ever seen anyone so hurt and trying to play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Gronk is Gronk is Gronk, right? So Gronk's going to go out there and he's going to play with a broken arm, and I think I think that's that was what he did. I think he broke his arm and then played with it, and then it became a serious issue. And it's funny that you should you should be dismissed from the curse if you win the Super Bowl that year. You can't say any Patriot is cursed. Yeah, even the worst Patriot, maybe Terry Glenn, that's a cursed Patriot. Oh yeah, but he's not he's not in the winning era. So that's another Buckeye. There you go. So they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Gronk was just completely, it was crazy seeing how hurt he was every game. He only played six games, missed the playoffs and everything. Yeah, but his life is still awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. Like Gronk is, he's he's just, he's just pulling them off of Instagram and just, just rotating them. Yeah. The Gronk bedroom is, is electric. I mean, his, his life is sensational. Uh, he's winning Super Bowls still with 47-year-old Tom Brady. Like, his life is never even hiccuped. Even when he left football, he, he went off and he got to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. Just his life is a big vacation. It's all a big <laughs> fucking joke. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's all goofy Rob. Like, at what point does that stop being cute? At what point is he just like, I don't know. Like, he just gets to be like, because he's successful, but he gets to be like a successful meathead fuck up. Yeah. Otherwise, and, he'd be like, he'd be packing boxes. Oh, if, yeah. If he didn't make the NFL, he would be having trouble right now. He would be loading your truck and being like, it's pretty. That would have been Gronk. <laughs> All right, so let's go to 18. I kind of skipped Tom Brady. He lost his... I was actually at your house that day for that Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, that's another Super Bowl. Not for a second did I think they were going to lose to Nick Foles. Yeah, I think we were all waiting for that. And, and it started to turn, and then Brady got sacked. I remember that. Yeah, people are probably sick of us talking about how much we love the Patriots. It became but- a Tom Brady love fest, really. It started with, with you talking about how bad you wanted to to run him off the uh, flat earth. But <laughs> it, it, it I, turns out you actually secretly love Brady, just like I do. Are you more of a Patriots fan or an NFL fan? Because for me, I'd rather just watch games all day than the Patriots. Oh, yeah. I mean, the NFL is like a drug, right? Like, yeah. I, I think I, I can't say I'm more one than the other. I mean, Patriots, that's our number one team. But I'd say I'm, I'm an NFL fan first. I mean, I can watch any game. Like, I watch... I watch the shitty Thursday game and enjoy right. that somehow. Yeah. Do you watch, would you watch the red zone or the Patriots if you only had one chance? Oh, if the Patriots are on, I'm watching the Patriots. Oh, see, I'd still watch the red zone. Nah, when Patriots, that's like sacred time. That's like, that's like church to me. That's unbelievable. What do you think is going to happen week one? Yeah. I mean, so that's the big question, right? I mean, would you do the thing that every fan would do or do you do the thing that most NFL coaches would do, which is defer yeah. to the veteran and try to work him in? I don't know. I think I think I think you'd have to like push comes to shove. I think you you go with Cam. You go with Cam and you you bring the kid up slow. And I don't think anybody can really fault you for that. But if I'm just being a fan and just just watching as a fan from afar, I'm done with Cam. I don't want to see any Cam anymore. I know what I'm getting. It's not exciting. I know he's gonna throw for like ten yards and you know run for a first down or two or. He's going to chuck like nine interceptions. I know what I'm getting with Cam. So. What, why is Cam not on the cover of Madden ever? Right? <laughs> he, he didn't need man. He, he didn't need the curse to fuck his own career up. Yeah. I mean, he was like, had, he had to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year. He's throwing at people's feet. It's amazing how bad he is. It's actually impressive because the thing is, like, think about it. If you weren't Cam Newton, you would never get the opportunity to be that bad. Right you would have a quarter like that and be like, mm, Todd isn't really, you know, with the program. Cam yeah. got to have a whole season playing like... That was unreal that season. Well, first of all, let me tell you something about Cam Newton. He doesn't know how to throw a football. And that was okay when he was running around, you know, and and and, and making plays with his feet. And now that he has to be more of a pocket guy, you can see how evident it is. He throws it sidearm. He throws a sidearm swing. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a throw. It's it, you, you. You throw over the defense so that you can catch it. But he's like, <laughs> he's just like chucking balls at people's feet and their hands, and it's like, God damn! I would have taken anyone. So I was really excited when we drafted. Um, help me out, Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I mean, it's hard to be a shit quarterback on that team. You know, like if right. you put any college QB on that Bama squad, they're gonna do great. But he did exceptionally yeah. well, and he seems really mature and smart. Yeah, he, he has a dad like a bod. Quarterback. He has a dad bod. You see those he's pictures? Got, he's got a dad bod, so he's already off to a right start. Yeah, 
Tom Brady came in with bitch tits and a right. dad bod and went one an absurd number of Super Bowls. I think we could do the same thing with Mac Jones. He's just as unathletic. Right. All right. So let's let's get to I this has to be the biggest one. Uh Antonio Brown. What happened to that Oof. guy? He was the best wide receiver in the league. Mm. I mean, it, him and Julio Jones, and mm-hmm. he just absolutely lost his mind after he was put on the cover. Did he lose his mind then, or was he just did, – did we not know he was a crazy, terrible human being all uh, along? So he ended up getting cut, and he went to the Raiders. And what was the deal with that helmet? Remember that? He wouldn't wear the helmet because it had uh, – well, he wouldn't wear the modified helmet. So the right. modified helmets had foam in it to prevent concussions. And he didn't like the way it felt on his head. And there were a lot of players that didn't love the new feel because it's new and you're used to something and then they take it away. But like nobody quit. But he was like, no, I'm, I'm done. If I can't wear my own helmet, then I'm just going to like, All right, we'll go. And he left. He just took off. And, and that was that was the end of him for a while. And then he um, he reemerged and was garbage. And now I don't know where he's at. Yeah, so well, he won he he won a Super Bowl last year with the Pat with the, the the didn't he win with the Bucks? He was on the team, wasn't he? Well, then then what are we talking about? How was he cursed then? Well, no, no, because this is before this. this <laughs> yeah, this was before the curse. Yeah, but, yeah, right. crazy. He did. he did. He just won a championship with the Bucks. So so yeah, that that's a that's a pretty unique but championship. Where the conspiracy theorists really come in is on this one because he did that cryogenic thing. <laughs> And he ended up getting frostbite on his feet. And <laughs> yes. When yes. you throw Madden in and you charge it up, and it's doing the pre-thing saying Madden, and you can see the engine that uh, EA Sports uses is called frostbite. Oh my God! Yeah, I do remember that. I mean, what what was he doing? Was this was this something of his own in making? Like, did he create this chamber that? Because I know people do the freeze therapy or whatever that is. I think this is our version of Manny being Manny. This is yeah. I don't know if Manny would ever freeze his feet off though. And this is a whole level of stupid that never existed. So yeah, he ended up just being crazy, and just like everything else, couldn't you see him totally fizzling out of the league in the next year or two? I'm surprised he still has. Uh, a, he shouldn't even be free, honestly. I mean, if we want to get into that whole discussion, I mean, the guy's just from a personal off the field standpoint, he's an absolute train wreck. So he's, he's lucky to just be walking around out there, but I am, I'm shocked that he's got a ring. I forgot that he was on that team for whatever. Well, yeah. Reason. I remember I he was on the Patriots and yeah, no, he's, Brady chucked him a touchdown then yeah, too. He did, and he had a game that game, didn't he? he yeah. Had a game and, in the Super Bowl. I remember the meme that year was always, uh, what did it say? Tom Brady threw. The touchdown pass, like a uh, make a wish <laughs> recipient getting something. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice of him. I it really was like a it really was like an uh, like 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 he was just being charitable, letting him be on that team in the first right. place. You know, he was just like, yeah, come on, buddy. I know that you're probably going to be in prison at some point, and you're not going to be very good at football. But come on over, and we'll see if we find a role for you. And he ends up, you know, contributing. Right. So the last two years, we get a trend going the other way. Now, 20 and 21, there wasn't really a curse. It was Mahomes. He won the Super Bowl. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, they tried to say it was a curse because they didn't win the Super Bowl, but went up by yeah, not winning the Super Bowl does not in Eddie George make. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of Lamar Jackson? I mean, he had a little bit off a year, but what do you like him? I, I mean, I think he's really 
an unbelievable athlete. He's, he's extremely talented. Do I think he's a quarterback for you know, like a longevity type of guy? I don't, I don't, I think there's a small window where he could maybe win a championship and it's closing a, like a lot with every year. Like if he doesn't win in the next two years, I don't think he ever wins. So. Right. And, and he has to be in the same, I mean, we've seen it. Right? It's, Cam Holmes. it's Cam Newton all over again. It's the same thing. Right. I mean, it's, it, it, if he's not going to do it with his legs, once, once that athleticism kind of leaves, and you see, then it's just not going to work out. Yeah. What do you think? What would you compare him to Vic? They're kind of similar. Who do you, I wonder who's faster. Oh man, Michael Vick. You can't even, you can't even compare. Michael Vick was like, it wasn't even fair. I mean, right. Michael Vick was just dominant. I mean, dominant on a level that we'd never seen before. I mean, you couldn't tackle this guy in open space. Uh, he, he was, he, he could do it all himself. I'm surprised he didn't, you know, win a ton of Super Bowls. But obviously, his his career ended premature, and you know he is who he is. Remember he, how good he was at taking the dogs and putting them underneath in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was he, was, he was really good. Yeah, he was very strong uh, in how he oh, yeah. hanged the Rottweilers. And we got a little good. message here from our producer Joe. Vic ran a forty in four point three three seconds. <laughs> I mean, who could you compare that? That's a, that's the quarterback. Yeah, right. That would be like the D back, or <laughs> you know that's what I mean. Like that's so absurd. And even then, that guy would still probably not come close to doing that a second time like michael vick was consistently the best athlete on the field and, um, and it was effortless like his, yeah. he had these huge strides it doesn't look like he was trying he had all and, day uh, he could he could really just like he could have danced with you all day if right. he wanted to and you know 15 seconds later he'd find you know deshaun uh, jackson in the back of the end zone and he'd throw it like it was nothing you know right. 80 yards and, yeah, uh, like a loaf of bread or like something. Like it was nothing. Yeah, no, it's it's no. He had the most potential, and without a doubt, the Madden video game is to be uh, held accountable for everything that happened to him. <laughs> right. I think so, that's what we concluded today. Yeah. yeah just real quick, uh, four three three for um, Vic and four three four for Lamar Jackson, just a hundredth of a second behind. Yeah, so they're they're you know the same. the same cloth. It's the same. It's the same type of guy. But. Yeah, and, and when you, it's funny when you see remember Brady on the combines, just like how like chubby and slow. He's embarrassing how bad slow he was. Yeah, yeah. He almost looks like you know any of us could have been that. You know? Right. Like we we're all at least in that shape. Like we're not good shape, but we're in Tom Brady draft shape. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. in that shape. Yeah, this is our last. We keep saying we keep doing Boston references, but we keep doing Tom Brady. Keep coming back to Brady. Drew, I, you don't hate Brady. There's no way you hate Brady bringing him up this many times. No, but do you remember how painfully slow Bledsoe was? Uh, Bledsoe just wasn't that type of quarterback. He was he was a gunslinger, and Bledsoe's Bledsoe's um, talent actually would get him in trouble. Like the fact that he could throw the ball through defenders, you know, and and thread the needle like that, and 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 nail guys sixty yards down the field. It tempted him to throw it into double and triple coverage so often that I, I think he shot himself in the foot a lot. So it, it was a better fit. Like I was when when Brady came along and he was doing those short little dinks and dunks. Mm, I was mm. I remember like grabbing my buddies and being like, "Look at this guy! This is all I've wanted anyone to do. Just just you know hit that open guy that's five yards in front of you. Stop with the the cowboy show. Like because it would right. be like." 30-yard completion, 25-yard completion, that interception at the goal line. Yeah. Know, constantly with Drew Bledsoe. 
Yeah, I always say the Patriots, I still think like all those great years we had, I think we could start first and 20 and it wouldn't even matter. They they would just make it like a first and 10. You weren't even worried. Like no. those teams, you just, it's, it's nothing to, com- I have nothing to compare that to. I mean, just knowing that you're the dominant team, no matter what the situation, down 27 to three, or what was it? 28-3 with like three and a half three. minutes or something. I should know that, but yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's that tells you everything you need to know. It, and the one thing that's the only thing to me that stinks about living in a place where where you're always winning is you get so desensitized. Totally. It, it's like gets to the playoff Super Bowl, you're like, oh yeah, they made it. Like you should want to be like jumping up and down, so excited, like you never made it in 30 years. I remember uh, hearing a little kid say, you know, who do the Patriots play this year in the Super Bowl? Yeah, right, right, right. You know, it's just that just becomes an expectation. Right, and I remember hearing Belichick, one of the years they were going to the Super Bowl, he brought in Bill Russell, and this is like the genius of Belichick to like tell them to, like, I've won 11 in a row, and you get to somehow be motivated because <laughs> winning every year. Yeah, I mean, he's like, hey, you know, you think you're special, but this guy won 11 in a row. Yeah. All right, so just in case you're wondering who the cover of Madden this year, it is a dual cover. Uh, with Brady and Mahomes. Ah. So I guess we'll see if the curse strikes again. I mean, their lives are just so perfect. It's hard to think Madden and, and his curse could really do anything to derail them. I mean, for, first of all, for Mahomes, he's already got the money. Yeah. So either way, the, the Brinks truck has been backed up and Mahomes is, is set for life. I mean, what is he? A, 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 he's got half a billion now. I know. At what point does it does money not matter? I mean, if you're Tom Brady and you're like doing now he's doing a subway commercial, you don't he doesn't why? need subway. Like why so are a you, million bucks? What does it matter? That that is wild. That is wild. Because I mean when you look up what what the Brady estate is, it's not even the football. He married up so high that yeah. he never needed to play football a day in his life. And I think they're literally billionaires with the big yeah. Yeah, I'd say a billion. Yeah, a billion. Well, I, I, you can look it up. I've, I've looked it up, and I, I believe it's like just under a billion. It's like eight hundred something million dollars. Like this is fairy tale money. It's not right. like there's something that's seven hundred billion or seven hundred million you really, yeah. really want, but you wish you could afford it. Like there's no such thing. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that does a that, that about does it. Anything else about the curse? Hey man, this has been a lot of fun. I I can't say for sure that there's a Madden curse, but it it sure it certainly seems a coincidence that so many in that stretch, you know, didn't thrive subsequent to being on the cover. But uh, I I don't I don't know if you've learned anything from this podcast. I, I I think you're you're probably wondering if I'm falling asleep, and it's because Todd drugged me before the show. <laughs> um, but um, I I hope you enjoyed at least some parts of. Yeah, so send us a message uh, to conspiracies beyond at gmail.com on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to conspiracies beyond. And check us out on Clovercrest Media. All right, Rob, this was a great time. See you, Morks. Deuces. Thank you.